Welcome to Friendly Competition, a podcast to discover the best of all time. I'm Nick Keller, and alongside my co-host and best friend, Cody Lena, we discuss various pop culture topics and narrow it down to truly the best of all time. Or as we like to call it, the boat. But before anyone can step foot on the boat, we put them into a Sweet 16-style tournament, and we argue each round until we decide a winner. Nicholas, what kind of criteria do we like to use when we decide who steps foot onto the boat? What criteria do we use? Is that what, That's the question that we're asking, and it's whatever the fuck we want, Cody. <laughs> You want to tell them what we're talking about this season? Absolutely. We are in the final four. It has come down to this. We're in the final four of best cartoon of all time. And that time is specifically (laughs) (laughs) the late 90s and early 2000s. This is a... Hey, it's a fan submitted season from Teresa. Teresa, thank you very much for compiling this list. It was... Research was kick-ass. Straight up, Teresa, I I hope you're listening. Uh, Seriously, this was so much fun. Like, getting to dive back into these and and explore the research for this peak. Uh, it rivals potato as far as research we had to do uh, and enjoy. So thank you so much for this. But yes, as Cody mentioned, we are in the final four for best cartoon from the 90s and early 2000s. And here is what we have going up against each other. On the right side of the bracket, we have the eight seed SpongeBob SquarePants going up against the five seed Rugrats. Then on the other side, we have the 15 seed Rocco's Modern Life going up against the six seed Powerpuff Girls. Cody, let's hop right into it. We're going to do, oh man, SpongeBob Rugrats. Woo! Woo! All right, let's get into it. I own the house, the pillars that built Nickelodeon. I mean, if there is not a handoff between Rugrats to SpongeBob for some people, I don't know what could be more Titan-esque when we talk about these cartoons. I just imagine it was like Rugrats are like, no, SpongeBob, we're not passing you the torch. We're going to do Rugrats all grown up. And then like a year later, like, sorry, SpongeBob, here's that torch that we meant to yeah, do. Yeah, our bad, man. Uh, we really <laughs> thought the all bad. grown up. Yeah, and I don't know about you. So uh, I did not watch the all grown ups, obviously, right? No. Like we're not really including the spin-off all grown up, right? We were just talking about the, the show Rugrats. Yeah, we're just talking about the show Rugrats. Okay, cool. Yes. That's, that was my research. And as always, uh, as we mentioned, you know, we go into the 16 with the knowledge we have, the final four. We do our research, which for us meant watching these cartoons. Cody, tell me about the experience. What was it like for you getting to re-watch some I, – I, I know for you, you watch a lot more cartoons, so I don't know how much yeah, re-watching and, well, versus last, like, I had, to change up the, I had to change up the schedule. We were going to do SpongeBob year. for another month. <laughs> yeah. In the last year, I probably watched every episode of The Rugrats, actually. Yeah. And I own the first two seasons of SpongeBob on DVD. I'm working on that. So I've watched all those too. But I just went back and I watched, uh, Catherine and I found a list of like highest rated episodes. Right. Yeah, I did that too, actually. That yeah, was kind of a good way to like remember. To refresh and get in. Yeah. And remember what episodes there are. Cause I mean, those are clearly. To be subjective. honest, on SpongeBob too, we I just ended up watching a bunch of SpongeBob. <laughs> Like, oh, here's the highest rated ones. But also, isn't this episode, like, lit as hell? Oh, right, yeah. wasn't this one good, too? You see the little caption, you're like, I think I, yeah, that one. I think, I think I have in me, deep in my brain, the intimate knowledge of every single episode of SpongeBob. Because he has me be like, hey, have you heard, what about this episode? And she'd say the title name. I'm like, oh, that's the one where they fucking, and I tell the whole synopsis of the episode. Yeah. No, I, I hear that. I would say kind of similar for Rugrats. I when we were when we were watching them and we were doing the same thing, right? Picking, looking at the list, kind of figuring out which ones, and kind of walking through. Them, I'm like, remember this one? I know the more like I, the one thing I'll say that feels that felt definitely different in watching Rugrats versus SpongeBob. And I think this is somewhat of a transition that we saw going from the 
late to the late 1990s to the early 2000s is it felt like especially watching specifically like Arako's Modern Life and Rugrats there felt like there still needed to be some kind of a little bit of a moral right a little bit of an Aesop's fable tale give you some gain something from watching this right learn something in this space and Spongebob was just like there are some great lessons in Spongebob I'm not going to sit here and act like there aren't great lessons but some of those episodes are just fucking fun. Like that, they were like, yo, why don't we just make a fun ass episode and not worry about like, what are people going to gain from this? But it felt like Rugrats had so many where it's like, let's learn. I mean, literally one of the episodes I watched was when uh, Chucky's dad gets rich off of like uh, 10, yep. uh, he wins the $10 million check uh, from Pat Sajak. Yep. And then he's rich and then loses it all because of capitalism. Cap- and what, like, and that teaches the valuable lesson of fuck capitalism. Yeah. Oh, actually, every so no, not Rocco's Modern Life. No, wait, maybe Rocco's Modern have, Life like, is some kind of anti-capitalism. Yeah. They're oh, they're definitely. It's called conglomo. Like they literally <laughs> conglomo. We own you. Yeah. It was really interesting to see some of these like hardcore messages kind of baked into these like, and not even being um, you'd think it would be like more playful, right? Like oh, only it's clear that like only adults but i'm like i think i remember these because the lessons are so apparent what they're trying to get out to you but it's just like you don't always remember that but i oh man i enjoyed getting to spend some time with these little rugrats dude spongebob still kicks ass dude i i'm not i don't even know where i'm going yet can you calm down like i feel like you're getting so defensive right now and i just need you to calm down for one fucking second (laughs) and i just need to explain like i had such a blast going back and watching these Rugrats episodes and just getting the, it felt like once again, there's clearly, there's clearly a divide between these being the, the nineties cartoons versus the two thousands cartoons, because there was so many, it felt like there was a lot more like inside jokes written in like, or there was a lot more jokes that are sight gags. That's what I'm looking for. There's a lot more sight gags. Whereas like, as far as what's being drawn and, uh, and illustrated. So you can kind of catch those and see those you have. Um, I also think, one of the things I really liked about the Rugrats was the dialogue actually felt, it, it felt adult in a way that like, I could truly, I mean, not with, and I could watch SpongeBob again too, but it, there felt like there was something very adult about the way they talk to children. And that to me is like someone who has a master's in youth development and leadership. Like I greatly, yes, I was bragging. Thank you. But no, it's like something I really appreciate. Like talk to these kids like they're adults. Let's not talk down to them. Like the cartoon felt really adult in a way that's like it was cool that that's what we got shown to as a kid whereas i feel like spongebob while being very good is that just like bright colors like shit's fucking going off and it's awesome like it's awesome i don't want to take that away i just had some fun with rugrats i really appreciated i liked the evolution of rugrats too where it started out as like the white bread baby face the Tommy Pickles is the main character. And by season three, they're like, fuck it. Chucky's the main character now. Yeah. It's amazing how much they move around the, the spotlight on a lot of the different characters. Chucky has a lot of solo episodes, not as much for Phil and Lil, but Angelica certainly gets her, her share of episodes. Yeah. I, I, I it's awesome. SpongeBob though. I mean, all credit where credit's due to SpongeBob. As far as like Cody, you mentioned this in the previous episodes, like he is a cultural language. SpongeBob is, something that i i truly believe in the same way that we showed our children not 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 us when we were children when our parents showed us 
like Scooby-Doo and Flintstones and Hanna-Barbera Looney Tunes, right? Like these were the cartoons they had in their youth and that they lived on and could move down versus, and I think that's what SpongeBob's going to be for us. I think SpongeBob oh, yeah. will be that in the way that Rugrats is a lot harder, I think, to necessarily pass down in that same way and it's, have that well, here's same the deal. SpongeBob. For. SpongeBob holds up no matter what lens you look at it. Like anytime you can just grab a SpongeBob episode, like this is funny. Rugrats is dated. It has dated itself. And it chose to do that. Right. It's it's about raising kids in that time. Yeah. Like there will be technology that doesn't, it's like watching a Seinfeld episode, right? Like it's not that it's not good, but it is of the time. Well, yeah. Like any Seinfeld episode would be completely ruined if cell phones existed. Right. A hundred percent. So I do like SpongeBob for that. And I will say too, I mean, if we're talking about straight up jokes, not per minute, but per second, SpongeBob hits hard every single, like the, I could, as far as what's funnier, SpongeBob gets it for me. Like they were going so hard, joke, 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 joke. Like you cannot stop. Like I'm just giggling the entire time. Whereas Rugrats, I'm like, that's a really interesting point you're making. (laughs) And that's what I want for my cartoons. Okay. I, I don't want to go too long on this one. I, it was a yeah. great research time. I'm going to lock in SpongeBob. I think SpongeBob is going to stand the test of time. It's the Looney Tunes of our generation. I, I, and I think for that reason specifically, I think I'm going to go with you. I, I, I loved watching Rugrats. And I, I think it will be of what we've talked about. I might actually go back and re and just binge it all again, more so than I would any of these other ones. But I agree from the standpoint of like, what is going to last the test of time? What will we show our kids? I will for sure make sure my kids are watching SpongeBob. And we're going to move SpongeBob into the final round. And next up, we're going to talk about Rocco's Modern Life, the 15 seed, going up against the six seed Power Puff Girls. Oh, man. I So as we talked about previously, I had not watched Rocco's Modern Life because I felt it was too adult. And I was like, I know I'm not mature enough for this as a child. And you want to know what? Totally right. That show is fucking wild as far as like <laughs> what pops off in that show is I, it, it was incredible like do not get me wrong this was i mean for anyone out there that if you're really a fan of like adult animation right now and you think like it's going through a renaissance which it kind of is right with all of like the rick and morty's adventure brothers and all of those things go do yourself a favor and watch some rocco's modern life it is like the stuff they, I, I, not to get into this too much, but there's literally an episode where Heifer, the main, uh, the, the best friend to Rocco, becomes a security officer and just becomes a dick. Like he, the power goes to his head and becomes an asshole. This is from the, this was in 1994, 25, over 25 years ago. And I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, man, nothing changes. Yeah. So it, I, it was incredible. So uh, this was an awesome opportunity to get to see that. Powerpuff Girls, though. Powerpuff Girls goes hard, doesn't it? Hard, dude. <laughs> I okay. I own Rocco's Modern Life on DVD, so I've seen all of that. I've seen it all of it a lot of times. So I'm a big fan of Rocco. But Powerpuff Girls, I kind of slept on. Like I'd watch it growing up, and I thought it was fun. I went back and watched it again. I ended up watching the whole first season. Did you really? Yeah. Dude, it kicked ass. It's. I ended up. I mean, that was the one too. I kind of funny enough. 
when I had, you know, I made sure to watch a, a couple of all the episodes, right? But then like, we were just bored and I needed something to, I needed something to be loud in my house because there was fireworks going off. Fuck my neighbors, that's another side tangent. But anyway, we're filming this on July 5th. I needed something to play that would kind of have some loud noises going to distract my dog. I, and so I was like, well, any of these cartoons would work. I went back to the Powerpuff Girls. Hell yeah. Just as like a fun, and maybe it's because I knew the, I felt I knew the other ones a little bit better. So I didn't really need to. And I kind of had, but like, I'm going back watching it. Dude, Powerpuff Girls is fun as hell, dude. It was, I am, I've never done cocaine, but I can only imagine this is what like being coked out is like. Like it's just, or like maybe you're like, a, like an ecstasy or something. Just it's all bright colors. Everything's fucking great. And everyone's cool. And the as the hell. jokes are all good too. Yeah. Solid writing, solid writing. I, I really and enjoyed it. Did you watch the Rowdy Rough Boys episode? Yes, I've seen there. Yeah, that was when you have to go back. So he makes, Chemical X is what makes the power because their power. He gives the Rowdy Rough Boys their power by building it in a fucking shitty prison toilet. Yeah. That's equivalent of Chemical X is how gnarly that toilet is. Right. And that's where boys get their power from is poop. Is from that's being, what they're trying yeah. to tell. And that's, yeah, boys are, yeah, I mean, and it's, it, yeah, the messages are really good, like, just all around, but, like, there was this episode uh, where one of the bad guys is a, is a woman, and she, like, kind of, like, tricks the girls into be like, don't you want to have a woman as your arch emesis versus a man, and, like, kind of, like, pseudo flips feminism on them, and, like, it was just fucking rad, dude, and I was, oh, man, I, I really like the power of girls, I, I don't know, though, because here's where, here's kind of where I'm at, right, like, as far as Rocco's modern modern life goes, I don't have as much memory. So like watching Powerpuff Girls, I'm reactivating new memories and I'm liking it uh, or old memories and liking it. I'm watching Rocco's modern life and I'm kind of like, man, I slept on this. Do I need to get back in this? Because to me, I think where I'm coming up against here is I think Rocco's modern life is overall maybe a, a better piece of art. You know what I'm saying? Like in yeah. the sense of like, it's deeper. There's a lot going on. They're clearly tackling big things. Whereas Powerpuff Girls to me is maybe the better cartoon. I think Powerpuff Girls is like a parody of superheroes or a satire of superheroes. And that's awesome. There's like, definitely, there's definitely some of that in there. I mean, there's, yeah. Well, and I mentioned this in the past episode, that, that rogues gallery, I know you didn't do oh, a yeah. good job of kind of walking through the villains last Dude, time. All the villains were so good. Rowdy Rough Boys were funny. I liked them. Mojo Jojo, classic. you got Fuzzy Lumpkin. That Fuzzy Lumpkin episode is so good. Fuzzy Lumpkin, yeah. You have, I can't, the rich, the spoiled rich girl who wants to be a power princess. girl. Princess Morbuck. Prince, yes, Princess Morbuck. Which is Morbuck. such a great name. The namings and all this stuff is so good. Oh, yeah. Like, I, the, so the mayor's assistant's name is Sarah Bellum, and she's the smart one in the group? Sarah yep. Bellum is brain. Like, how fucking good is that? Oh, holy shit, dude. I just, <laughs> wow. Holy shit, dude. Yeah, it's good. I, you know what? I, I, and I really didn't know how this was going to break, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm kind of Powerpuff Girls in here. I want to move that one forward. I was like a hundred percent sure before I watched them that I was going to be like Rocco's Modern Life all the way. But then I was watching Powerpuff Girls. I'm like, this is fun. Yes, it is. Like, I, I didn't, I found myself a couple times watching Rocco's Modern Life, maybe it's just because of my familiarity with it, like checking my phone and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I, I did not check my phone when I was watching Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. And it, like I said, I, I will go down swinging saying Rocco's Modern Life is more important, I think, of a cartoon. And I think like it's, it, they did such, they did so much, especially when you think about what time frame it happens. Rock, Rocco's Modern Life takes place from like 94 to 96, 97. Yeah. Like 
they are doing a lot. They are talking about a lot. It is wild to me that that was for children. But Powerpuff Girls, I mean, they do do some of that too. Like, don't get, they're no slouches when it comes to social commentary. But it's just fun too. There's, there's, a, more, there's a bigger element of fun that I found. I will say, one last thing I want to say about Rocco's Modern Life though, and I didn't realize this until I started watching again. Rocco's Modern Life is 100% the reason why I love uh, New Zealand. Because Rocco is, has a New Zealand accent. And as I'm hearing him talk it through, I was like, oh my God, this is why Flight of the Concords And so many, I'm like, this built me my affinity for New Zealand. So thank you for that. <laughs> but I, I think uh, if I'm hearing what you're saying, Cody, we're moving Powerpuff Girls into that final. Absolutely. I'm liking Powerpuff fi- Girls. That final, final SpongeBob, Powerpuff Girls. Let's talk about it. I, so one thing about the Powerpuff Girls that I didn't enjoy as much. And this is not their fault. And it's kind of funny too. I think if it could have been a it could have been a bigger satire than what I'm giving it credit for. But literally the only crime that occurs in Townsville is robbing the bank. <laughs> it does happen a lot, doesn't it? It's yeah. the amount of times that it's that it starts off like to Townsville, it's a great safe place, except the bank. And then the bank just gets robbed in every fucking episode. And it's just like, y'all, I know that the girls are great and I'm so happy for them but y'all need to invest in just like a better security system. Like, just have a cop there. Yeah, beef up. If you know that this is the sticking point in your town, like beef that up so the girls don't always have to go handle bank shit and they can maybe focus on other stuff. Like the amount of bank robberies, I was getting a little like, is this every time? But then again, who am I to say that like fucking every Superman cartoon wasn't a fucking bank robbery back have in you like seen- the 1960s, right? <laughs> they actually I don't know that. that. They parody, there's an episode where they moved to... Uh, from Townsville to a city something? Probably Citiesville. No, it's like, uh, I can't remember. They moved to a big city and the Power of Girls are trying to be superheroes there and they like stop a bank robbery by breaking the bridge and they go meet the mayor and the mayor's just like, you stupid bitches. They stole, <laughs> stole $30,000. You know how much it's going to cost to fix that damn bridge? <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, no. There's, like I said, it's definitely smart. It was just one thing. It was like little gripe. If I could have a little gripe. Now, that plankton constantly trying to steal the crab patty is also a storyline that you're like all right we go we go what's happening here but oh man this is i mean this is the you know this is the underdog sleeper i think going up against the goat the goat SpongeBob man. might be the goat i man every single episode of spongebob makes you laugh out loud doesn't it it's so good it's it yeah and like i said it's just the density of jokes within an episode and what they're doing it's it's what and like and how many of them connect to versus like and and also you know we watch these you know we watch these as kids and now we're watching them as adults and it's still it's it's arguably maybe even funnier because you kind of get an understanding of like the writing a little bit and how the process and all this arguably that was a it was better watching spongebob as an adult person than it was as a kid because like it's just like i said the jokes go so hard and you get more of them and there's certainly that element of like there's some fun adult humor in there that that is gonna fly over kids head the memes the memes dude spongebob Going back to it. so many goddamn memes i've got yeah. a folder on my phone saved just in case i gotta hit somebody with a spongebob meme <laughs> i yeah i i don't disagree with you i it, it's it's so good and it, yeah and it's quality and I am pleasantly surprised at how much I have enjoyed the Powerpuff Girls and how much it it's better than I remember it being. It's so good. 
I will likely, yeah, want to hit that up again and watch some of these. And I think that's the overall message that I learned. If you're kind of locking a lot of these away and like, I don't want to rewatch these. I was a kid. They're four kids. Dude, you are fucking up. Go back and rewatch these because I promise you the ones that you remember being good are Are fucking awesome. They're they're great. Yeah. I, while I will still, I will still, and I will not go back and watch Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I don't care how many of you think it was good. It was not. But the rest of these, if you have a good memory with these cartoons, I think the moral of the story is go back and rewatch it, man. It is worth the time. To, and especially when you need something nice and light and something fun, something happy, get yourself back into these. And we cartoons. all need that right now. Yeah. A hundred percent. But for me, I'm going to lock in SpongeBob. It's got to be SpongeBob. It's the, it might be the goat of all time. What's what it is? We just decided of everything, of everything, of, of everything. all the things in the world. It'll be it'll be the best. Yeah, no, SpongeBob. Just there's so many aspects to it. Like I said, yeah, culturally, its importance, its relevance. Yeah, I think just the like you said, this will be the one. If anything makes it down to our children, it's gonna end up being SpongeBob. Yeah, and he's still well, fucking going. He's still yeah. fucking going. He's not done. Oh no, he's has he's the Chris Jericho of cartoons right now. Yeah, basically. So I, we got to give it up to SpongeBob. Congratulations, SpongeBob. You are on the boat. And that is it for us, folks. Thank you for listening to this season of Friendly Competition Podcast. We greatly appreciate it. If you want to help us out, a couple things you could do is A, tell a friend. Always, always tell friends about this show. Pass it on. That is the only way that, that this can grow and get bigger is through word of mouth. So tell a friend. And then also something that you can do to make it easier on yourself hit that follow, hit that subscribe. So that way the episodes show up right in your feed every Monday, Wednesday, and sometimes Friday. And then if you're on iTunes, what you can do is give us those five stars and then write a little review for us. Uh, And you don't have to go into depth. Give us your final four. What are the four things you want us to talk about? After 25 reviews, we will do a bonus episode with a randomly selected final four. Absolutely. And while you're on the internet, make sure you follow us on all of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Just look up at Friendly Comp Pod. If you have an idea like Teresa did for a whole season, email those to us at friendlycompetitionpodcast at gmail.com. If it's good, we will do it as a whole season and we'll give you a shout out every episode. What you possibly want. And as always, uh, shout out to Charizard for that intro and outro music that you're listening to. If you want to hear more of their stuff, head on over to Bandcamp, type in Charizard, and replace the vowels with sixes. And that is it. That wraps up our season on cartoons. Uh, I also just want to thank Teresa one more time because this has been awesome. It was one of my favorite researches we've ever done. Uh, But I think my next favorite research is going to be coming up in the next season. Cody, you want to tell them what we're talking about? Absolutely. Next season, we are tackling one of the hardest topics we've ever had to face. We're going to figure out what fast food is on the boat. What are we serving on the boat? And I cannot wait to get to that and do that research. But that is it for us, folks. Group A of fast food will drop on Monday. But until then, I've been Nick Keller. And I'm Cody Lena. See you on the boat. <laughs>